game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. Jake Sanderson turns and again turns it over. Put it right on Bouchard's tape right side. Nugent Hopkins back to Bouchard. Rich shot score. Back through the middle of the ice. Bouchard, beautiful pass. Hyman a shot. Squeezes through Forsberg and Edmonton extends to a 2-0 lead. Forsberg got a piece of it and it tantalizingly rolled over the goal line and into the back of the net. And when you're having the kind of year Hyman is, those go in for you. Number 23. Drysaddle wins it cleanly this time. Nugent Hopkins to Bouchard. McDavid loading up right circle in front. Tipped home. Hat-trick sack Hyman. His third of this season and the fourth of his career. And Edmonton extends to a 3-1 lead. Uh, Hyman Hattie sinks the Senators. It is seven straight for the Oilers. 3-1 tonight at Rogers Place. Stuart Skinner, a solid night in net. And the Oilers are 15-3 in their last 18 games. They're now 20-15-1 on the season. And for the first time, well, I guess since the end of last year, they're in a playoff spot uh, as they have 41 points along with St. Louis and Seattle. But the Oilers have played fewer games. Those are the headlines tonight. Thanks a lot for joining us. Hope you're having a great Saturday evening. We are live in Studio 99 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Well, Rob, the, the game as a whole was uh, entertaining. Probably both coaches were pulling their hair out at, at, at times, but the Oilers do enough to get the win. But uh, we'll start with Zach Hyman, who is the first star tonight. He has three hat tricks on the year. We're not yet at the halfway point of the season. Uh, the young man's on pace for 58 goals. <laughs> Which would be a career high by quite a few. Uh, well, Zach Hyman is uh, a player that does all the little things right. Goes to the proper spaces on the ice. Uh, hangs out in the blue paint. Benefits from playing with the best player in the world and being on the best power play in the world. So he's got those going for him. The one thing you got to do is when you get the opportunities, you got to capitalize. And I think what we're seeing this year and, and, and last year from Zach Hyman, he's capable of scoring more than the two-foot goal. I know that tonight he scored two, was a tip in front on the Bouchard goal. He made the, he had the screen, he was in the right spot. Then the last one, he put his body in a position that the pass coming across could have hit his stick, his skate, his shin pad, his pads, anything. But he was in the right spot, it was going to hit him and go in. But we also saw the breakaway goal that he got. He, he's got breakaway speed, and we talked about this at the beginning of the game, that Zach Hyman's a guy that he is standing still, even with the defender when he gets the puck. His first two strides, you can't catch him. He put, pulls away from the, the opposition defenseman, and he goes in on a breakaway, and he's scoring, from, he's scoring from distance. And I think that's a part of his game that I don't know if a lot of people knew or expected when he was coming from Toronto. Yet he, he's able to score a variety of different ways. And uh, yes, he benefits playing from Connor McDavid, but I will say right now, Connor McDavid is benefiting having Zach Hyman on his line. He, everything he's touching is going in the back of the net. And I don't know if there's a player that deserves it more just because of the way he plays every given night is Zach Hyman. Yeah, he's scoring goals that we didn't even think were his. Bouchard had the goal scored late in the second period. I thought that it was going to be changed 
and I was watching on the initial replays, did Dreisleit will tip that sort of in the mid-slot, and then, no, it, I thought it went straight in, and then the third period. Actually, it was after Hyman's second goal they announced, so by the way, he also scored the first one. So just having a, a phenomenal season as the Oilers beat the Senators 3-1. And then for a large part of this game, Rob, it was a goalie's duel. Now, yes. the Oilers were out shooting Ottawa and, and, and were carrying more of the play, but Ottawa did have did have some chances, and you know you're reaching the point where it's like, is this going to be a, a Vasilevsky type night where the Oilers get around 50 shots, and Forsberg just keeps standing on his head, but Skinner was able to match him, and uh, he wasn't beaten until that scramble goal was scored with about five minutes left in the well, third. Well, it's tough for, for the, the goaltender that doesn't see as much rubber, knowing that the guy on the opposite end is is standing on his head, and so now you can't make a mistake. You, you Because if they come down and score a softy on you, all of a sudden, all for naught in the offensive zone, so there's a little bit more pressure on Stuart Skinner, but he was excellent. I bet you in the second period alone, there was five or six great A's that the Ottawa Senators had. They had a couple partial breakaways. They had some slot shots. The Oilers got a little sloppy in the middle 20, and Skinner was excellent. It, he's just continued his, his strong play over this long stretch that he's had. Uh, there was a lot of noise early in the season about goaltending. That noise has been quieted with the play of Stuart Skinner. But in a game where they won 3-1 and the, the star of the game was Zach Hyman, I don't think you can overlook how well Skinner played, especially in the second period when the game was tight. He made the big saves when he needed to. Yeah, 29 saves for Skinner. He's 12-2 and two since November 24th and now 16-9-1 and one on the season. Forsberg had, had a great night. He stopped 43 out of 46. He clearly, Hyman's second goal, he's probably kicking himself over a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Under that's his arm and that's a great shot. That's We, we call that the, the seven hole. There, there is a spot there. A, a goaltender has to keep his arm tight to his body. Uh, it's there. It's hard to hit. But when you do, to me, uh, if he has his arm closer to his body, that leaves something wider open. So I don't think he... There's no goal that I think that he could have had. I thought he was excellent and just... Uh, he got he got Hyman tonight. Uh, Hyman with two power play goals. The Oilers went two for three on the power play. The update for Conlon Motorsports to help get you out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports' four locations across Alberta or online at conlonmotorsports.ca. Senators did not score on the power play. and That was one thing we were watching before the game. Uh... Senators penalty killing 71% worst in the NHL, and the Oilers do score two. The first one, Bouchard holds in the clearing attempt at the line. Wrist shot gets through, and then uh, the third one, as you described, Hyman's right at the side of his net. So it's not as if it was bumbling penalty killing necessarily by Ottawa, but they, they got scored on it. Well, it wasn't bumbling, but it, they did give the puck away in their own zone. Uh, Jake Sanderson is going to be a wonderful player in this league. Uh, they had just killed off uh, the majority of the power play. They have control of the puck. If he gets the puck out, the Oilers' number one unit changes, and they get through the second period tied 0-0, and all of a sudden it's a different thought process going into the third. So uh, it wasn't like the Oilers were just moving around making them look silly, but those are the mistakes that kill you. When you have a chance to clear a puck and you don't, now you get a tired group on the ice, and you're under pressure again. So that was a mistake right there by by Jake Sanderson that cost them and then the goal I mean I, I think you could have bet the house when it was 2-1 and the Oilers got a power play with three minutes to go in the game that they were going to score especially when you throw in the fact that at that point Connor McDavid 
at zero points in the game. Right. So there was something that was going to find the back of the net, and the Oilers extended the lead and put any thought of a comeback out of the minds of the Senators. So 3-1, the Oilers take it. Hyman all three for the Oilers. It was Parker Kelly who had a pretty good game for Ottawa. Got their only goal with 4.58 left in the third. Gave them a little bit of life uh, down 2-1 at that point. It was waved off on the ice. The referee waved it off. Rob, you waved at me right away that you thought it was going to count. Clearly on the replay, uh, no goalie interference. So Brady Kachuk drove the net. The, I think I understand what the ref maybe saw at live speed, that Kachuk did hit at the puck and hit Skinner, but it wasn't intentional, and he didn't, to me, alter. I mean, if you, it, it was, we've seen a lot of those, the goalie gets shoved back into the net mm-hmm. or turned. Mm-hmm. Neither of those things happened, so I, he didn't do anything to prevent Skinner from stopping the next shot. Well, I honestly think the ref didn't see the puck go in the net. I think that was it. Well, you think he didn't see I don't the think I don't think the puck, because the puck kind of went in weird, and I don't think the ref saw it going in. So I think there was the whole thing, the whistle blows, and then he sees the, the puck in the net. At that point, he thinks, okay, obviously, because after the puck went in, the goalie was pushed. But I, So I think he just saw, he didn't notice the puck in the net. The goalie got pushed, and then he sees it. He's like, okay, that's not a goal. But the, the good thing about instant replay, it corrects any mistakes made on the ice. And just at live speed, you could tell that was a goal. Yeah. Um, and once they went to replay, it was obvious that it was going to be called a goal, and it was, it was the right call. Well, probably with five minutes left, hypothetical here, with five minutes left, if Jacques Martin has a 30% chance of winning that challenge, he's probably challenging mm-hmm. just because of that. Let's go down to the Hall of Famer, and we got Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch. Since kids to watch Zach Hyman and not a guy like Connor McDavid because Zach Hyman leads his game through work ethic. What do you think of that statement? I think it's very accurate. I think Mike's a very smart guy. Um, Zach does a lot of little things that go unnoticed and probably underappreciated. Just um, not tonight, but the Flyers game and um, the goal that Nugent Hopkins scored and he saw the pass that McDavid made was beautiful and the, the catch and the release was great by Nugent Hopkins. It was also a really good play by Hyman winning a battle um, to push that puck to, to uh, continue that play. So. I don't know, he does so many things. And, you know, that deflection off that back post, um, I don't know, so many things. And it's nice to see him getting the goals. He's been working hard for him, and, you know, he's playing with some good players. But, like I said, he just does so many little things that uh, we appreciate. The strength of Evan Bouchard's game is his poise and his, you know, collectedness, especially in an intense situation. He had three assists tonight. What does that composure do for the rest of the group on the ice? Well, it alleviates a lot of pressure. I think a lot of the pressure, especially um, breaking the puck out. Um, I don't know how many times I've seen him, somebody draped all his back, where majority of defensemen, especially under tense situations, are just finding the glass or maybe flipping the puck out in the neutral zone. But he has the composure of finding somebody, passing through the middle and underneath a stick or something like that. Um, so if, you, if you're safe all the time and just flip it out off the glass you're, you're just giving away the puck and then ultimately you have to go do it again because it's come back into your zone he he alleviates that he's able to break the pucks out and uh, it's huge the team appreciates it and I know the forwards definitely appreciate it 
Chris, this was a, at times kind of a, a back and forth. Uh, lots of chances. Stuart Skinner made some big saves. Uh, he was raving actually about the Forsberg's saves he felt, especially in the first period. What did you feel about you know the the chances you gave up tonight? Um, a couple off the rush that I didn't like um, in the first period. I thought we were pretty tight and didn't give it much. Second period, a lot looser. Um, third, I, don't th I thought we defended pretty well. I know they got a lot of shots in the third period, but I don't recall a lot of bad chances. Um, yeah, you, you were never, as a coach, you always want to reduce those chances. Uh, but it is hockey, there are mistakes, and you definitely have to appreciate or respect your opponent that they are going to make some plays and create something. And also, our guys aren't perfect. They're not going to play a mistake-free game. So... Yeah, I think we could have been a little bit better, but overall, I think it was pretty good. Stuart Skinner looks like a very confident goaltender right now. You know, very little movement, uh, and he always says when he's playing the best, he's, you know, he's minimizing his movement. Uh, you're going to give up chances. feel pretty confident right now, just the way he's playing, that he's going to stop the majority of them? Yeah, he should feel confident. Uh, the, the team has a lot of faith in him, and they feel good when he's in that, um, and picks, for that matter. But... He's looking, um, I don't know, I, like, I just got here. I don't know him that well, but I would say on top of his game. Uh, making big saves, looks big in net, but also the composure playing the puck. Like everything to do with his game, he looks confident and is very sharp. So yeah, we're very, very happy with what he's given. Your penalty kill, uh, you rolled out just kind of those three sets of forwards over and over for that four-minute said you wanted to give people roles is that penalty kill a prime example of having been able to do that and seeing guys thrive with them yeah well it's it helps us so many time, things with um you know with ice time and um you know we've got some pretty offensive dynamic guys who can kill um but um and they're also very dangerous immediately after a penalty kill. And we also have some guys that maybe their minutes aren't as high as they were or in the uh, previously. We felt that they could kill. And um, they've been doing a pretty good job. And I think a lot of the things with penalty kill or defensive hockey, to do it, it, also, it mostly comes down to dedication and commitment to doing it. And I think we've given those guys a, a job to do. And they've been committed to do it. And you see the results and we'll we'll try and keep it going as long as possible and you know there's going to be breakdowns we're going to go through a stretch where it's things aren't going well but um overall i've been very happy with the, uh, the, the way they've been playing you see evan bouchard you know bleeding from the nose tonight cody cc takes the puck in the face nurse blocked a bunch i get walking around the room it, it, a streak should probably look a little bit like that. Guys are getting beat up and banged up, and that's kind of... There should be some ice bags after a winning streak or after a hard game. Um, and guys are committed, blocking a lot more shots. Um, you know, best defensive teams block shots. It's hard to get the puck to the, to the net. And you rely on your goalie making saves, and, um, but you wanted the... Uh, his job to be a little bit easier and one way to make it a little bit easier is you know not giving up odd man rushes and also blocking some shots and i think our guys have been doing a good job at that chris uh when you got here in mid-november did you, i'm just thinking today that with this win you're now in the wild card spot um did you think in in your wildest dreams that a month and a half you'd be able to get this team out of that hole and 
make up that deficit that you had in the playoff spot? We never had a, a goal or obviously the goal was to get into the playoffs and get in that picture. Uh, the timeline, no. Um, it definitely happened a lot quicker than we assumed. Um, you know, back in whatever it was, end of November, I'm not sure when we played that game in Washington, we talked about goal setting and what we needed to do to get into it. And we just wanted to slug it out where we needed to go five and three for our eight-game segments. I think it was eight or nine segments that we needed to do at the time, and we'd get there. And, um, yeah, no, this has happened a lot quicker than we thought. Hey, Chris, um, just to circle back to Zach Hyman, can you explain why he's such a good net front guy? It seems like a, not the hardest job in the world, but obviously not everyone can do it, and he, he does a pretty good job of it. Um, he'll be, one, committed, a lot of hard work. Um, two, you got to have good touch around the net with your stick and deflecting pucks and not getting tied up. Um, but a lot of it is, I don't think enough credit goes to hockey Hockey sense, hockey IQ, just being able to read the play. Um, you know, often, you know, where's the shots going to come from? Is it going to be a D to D pass? Is it going to be a return to the forward? Who's going to come off the wall? What are their defensemen doing? Who's he out against, uh, out on the ice with? Is it a big guy? Is it a little guy? If he's against a big guy, well, he probably has to get different positioning. If it's a little guy, you know, maybe he can dictate the uh, positioning. You know, there's so many things on it, and talk about. Scoring goals is a lot of touch, having that feel. Um, another one, just paying a price getting to the net. But I think a lot of it doesn't get enough credit for is just um, being a smart hockey player. And Zach, yes. That is Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Name one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. Oilers beat the Senators 3-1. Hyman with a hat-trick. He was asked about blocked shots tonight. Uh, the official stat sheet, 15 for each team, including five by Cody Ceci, who got drilled up high. We'll make Cody Ceci <laughs> the fourth star for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. And I guess his dog, Hugo, can be the fifth star for winning the <laughs> Rough Rough Relay in the skills competition on Thursday. But uh, Ceci, he got back out there pretty quick. He did, and uh, in all honesty, I think that should count for two or three shot blocks if you take one <laughs> into the face like that. They showed him on the bench. Uh, uh, your, your fear is a broken cheekbone. Uh, it hit him pretty flush. It's it, it's scary when you can't see it coming, and all of a sudden, bam, you get hit in the face. Uh, you go down, and when you first go down, it's more fear than it is pain because you're stunned, and you don't really feel anything, but you're, you're fearful that... Uh, something's broken so you start feeling your tongue along your teeth and then you try to open up your jaw to make sure that it still works when he got back to the bench and felt that uh, nothing was broken then obviously quickly wanted to get out uh, great job by him shot blocking but also I, there was a play was it the end was it in the third period when the game was still in uh, was still tight and the Senators got an opportunity backdoor on a power play and Darnell Nurse got in the way. It was a really nice play. The Senators finally got something going in the offensive zone. And they had a great A scoring chance. And again, Nurse getting a big block. Uh, he, again, he is continually through this stretch being a, a stud on the back end. And I, I don't know if he gets enough credit for what he does defensively uh, in blocking shots and getting his stick in the way. 
his excellent play has continued. And that pairing of CeCe and Nurse, very good again tonight. So Zach Hyman helping a couple people, a couple listeners win stuff tonight. So Tony took the over and set the line for River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it. I just said under was Hyman doesn't score over is that he does. Mm-hmm. So he gets three. So Tony gets the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. And Troy took Hyman in our first goal of the game contest, oh. which initially was not Zach Hyman's goal. Then it was changed. So Troy gets his name in the draw for the playoff party for himself and up to nine of his friends at Sherlock Holmes with a $1,000 food and beverage credit. Zach Hyman just making everybody happy tonight. <laughs> well, he certainly made a lot of Oilers fans happy. Uh, and I do, I did see him downstairs. He got to pick which hats he wanted to take home, <laughs> and he took his favorite 15. No, just kidding. Um, but uh, his excellent play continues, and you said off-air that he's on pace for 58 goals. Uh, I mean, it's just incredible the year that he's putting together right now, and uh, this the line when they're playing five on five looks unstoppable, and then it gets even more hard for the for the opposition when they get on the power play. But Zach Hyman's stellar season continues, and what's that now for him? Goals on the year? He's got 25. 25 goals, and what's yep. are, we're not at 40 games yet. What are we? No, at, this was the team's 36th game. He's played 35. Because remember, he was sick for one. That is yeah. true. So he probably well, if he was sick, he probably would have had a hat trick yeah. that game too. <laughs> so he well, might have been at he's 28. Get, he's basically getting a hat trick every 12th game. Just, <laughs> it's just pretty good. Well, it's funny when I, I, the guy he's had one hat trick in his career coming into the season, which was and, also with the Oilers, and he's tripled it since then. Uh, and again, I, there's nobody you cheer for more than a guy like Zach Hyman. All right, you can get in touch. It's 780-496-0063. That is our hotline powered by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty Pro all the way. We are uh, going to hear from Zach Hyman, from Evan Bouchard, and Stuart Skinner. It's seven in a row for the Oilers. 3-1 over the Sens. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chad. Here's Kachuk to the net, short side, and a save made. Stuart Skinner with one of his best stops of the night. McDavid the other way, left wing shot, and that ticked off the glove of Forsberg and hopped just wide. Travis Hamannick able to clear. So the two best players on each team with good chances. Now another one, and Skinner makes a good save off a determined rush. And that was a steal on a wide-open Parker Kelly in his shot. Stopped by Skinner twice in a row. Kelly stopped, but Parker Kelly has made some fine defensive plays tonight. couple giveaways there by the Oilers. Well, that's into an action there called by Jack in the second period. We got a Skinner save, a Forsberg stop, a couple more by Skinner. That's what the second period was like at times, so a little, a little out of control. Skinner in there making his save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. Well, and that's what Chris Knobloch was talking about, where he was happy with a lot of the game, but he wasn't with the second period, as they did get loose. Uh, they traded chances, and... Uh, when you do that, you risk <laughs> you risk falling behind, or you risk the opposition finally finding a way to solve your goaltender. The old the Oilers were not as good defensively in the second period. They gave up a few too many odd man breaks. Uh, they got away from what has made them successful, but they found it again in the third period. They were good in the first. They were good in the third, and Stuart Skinner was excellent in the second. All right, down to the Oilers dressing room. Here's Skinner. 
You like that game? Is it a little kind of keeps you on your toes for sure? I think. Yeah, it keeps you on your toes. I think. Uh, I think we came out really strong, um, and then they had a pushback as every team normally does. So. For me, it's just being able to stay ready, stay focused, and make sure that I'm doing my job when, you know, when the time is needed. There were, there were a couple of turnovers, and then you made big saves immediately after. You feel good as a goalie when nobody turns a puck over and you bail them out? Yeah, uh, it, it does feel good, uh, just in the sense that you know that you're giving your team a chance to win, um, especially with the score. The what the score was, I think it was one nothing at the time. Um, maybe zero zero. I'm not too sure, but. Uh, every save uh, that I'm able to make, so, uh, you know, it's always very important. Stu, what are you seeing consistently in front of you right now that's allowed your team to build this momentum? Yeah, I think uh, I think just commitment to the details that we have, um, being able to listen to Nauber, uh listen to our structure. Uh, I think I'm obviously a goalie, so I look on uh, my side of things and um, seeing the way we've been playing on the PK. I say it almost every interview, but to be honest, like lately, it's you know we've had a solid, solid. I'm not too sure how long, but it's got. It feels like a couple of months up for, at least. Uh, just how how much we're battling on the PK, which is able to win us games. A few years. Feel like there was any contact on that? Um, I'd have to look back at it to really uh, understand. Um, they made a call. Um, and to be honest, it is what it is. It's a tight game, so just being able to get the two points is the most important. Obviously, it's nice to get shutouts, but I'm, I'm not really here to do that. I'm just trying to win the game. So, A few years ago, Mike Smith talked about when the Oilers had, like, I think, first and fifth in the save percentage amongst goalies in the league. It was easy for him because it was very predictable where the shots were coming from. Do you feel that right now where you know, for the most part, they're funneling the shots where you guys want them to come from? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so, um, especially on our PK. Um, our, our guys are doing a, a good job at try, uh, on trying to make it predictable, which is, you know, it's key for everybody because then it's predictable for our players too, being able to get the pucks out. Um, so, yeah, I would uh, I would agree with that assessment for As sure. As a competitor, Stu, when you see the guy on the other end of the ice making a lot of big stuff for his club, what does that do for you? Does that kind of amp you up a little bit? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's I got to beat the guy on the other end. Um, obviously in score, but you, you also want to play better than him as well, so it's always a competition. Um, we high-fived a couple times in the second period because I was like, it was it was pretty incredible to watch some of the saves he was making, and I even told Cal that, and Cal made a joke about it, but he... Um, but yeah, I thought he a ton of props to that guy. It could have been in the, after the first period. It could have been seven nothing us. So props to how Forsberg uh, came out and played. What did you think when you saw CC go down and hit him head? It's never uh, <laughs> not good thoughts. Uh, you're you're pretty scared, uh, especially when it's the head. It's you know that's the most important thing uh, that we have, especially for. Uh, a guy like him, like we, we love him, we adore him in, uh, in this locker room, and he's obviously an incredible player. But you just want to make sure that he's his well-being is okay. So, um, yeah, it's never fun seeing your guys fall. It's never fun seeing their guys fall when it's something to do with the head, so um, or anything for that matter. So, um, it says a lot about a guy when he gets hit in the face, uh, just right in the cheek, pure skin, and he comes back the next shift and he blocks about four more pucks. <laughs> so that takes a lot of a lot of guts and. Uh, that's, uh, you know, one of many reasons why we really love him here. Solid night by Stewart. Skinner gets the win with 29 saves. Oilers beat the Senators 3-1. So the Oilers have won seven straight. 
In their franchise history, they have had 12 winning streaks of seven games or longer. Three of them have been since March 27th. Yeah. Uh, well, this is a good team uh, that is playing good hockey, and when good teams play good hockey, they put streaks together. Uh, their best players are playing great. Uh, their, their power play has been, well, is their power play. They're winning games when they need them. Their penalty killing has been excellent. They're getting good goaltending. Uh, this is a, they would be in the top three teams in the National Hockey League right now, and those teams go on lengthy streaks, and this streak ain't over. I've, the Oilers got a schedule that's very favorable this month. Uh, the Oilers are going to add to it in Chicago, and then we'll see how far they can take it. James H. Brown, injury lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Giving $100 to 630 Ted Sen is anonymous for every Oilers goal. The total for the season, now $13,100. We appreciate that. 780-496-0063. We have Dawson on the line. Hi, Dawson. Go ahead. Hey, Reed. I have, so I think Edmonton and Oilers fans need to uh, give an apology to Stuart Skinner. We need to change the George Hughes Arena to Stuart Skinner Arena. I mean, the guy's standing on his head. I have two other que- two questions for you guys. Is the Oilers top six more built for regular season than playoff hockey? I just think, like, grit, speed, and skills needed throughout the lineup. And perhaps moving Nugent Hopkins down to the third line just gives you that upper edge to other teams and mixed matches and all that. I mean, right now you can't really split them up. But what does... What do you guys think? I I think there's zero chance that they would split them up come playoffs either. Wow, right. that's a long way away. I too. know, but if, if, if they are playing line. like this, they're not going to change their lineup. No, I, I think they will try to find a third line center. They want Nugent Hopkins in their top six. They don't want him as a third line center. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there could be uh, there'll be changes before the the, the playoffs at the trade Probably. deadline. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think they could use. A little more. Well, we used to talk about getting beef on the back end yesterday, and then the yeah, last year, and they got Ekholm. Uh, they yeah. could probably use that well, in the top use, twelve. I mean, a forward, right? Well, they abuke stat is what they got last year: a six foot six defense or centerman. I think that's what they like. No, I can't see them. Uh, Nugent Hopkins is a top six player. Uh, they will find someone else to fill the void as a third line center. It won't be Nugent Hopkins. I, I would think that. I, I, I mean, I, I, if I, I don't know if they would probably would never say this, but I wonder if you ask the Oilers, okay, what's the perfect scenario? Is it Holloway gets up to speed, comes up, becomes a winger, possibly for Drysaddle, and McLeod becomes the third line yeah. center again? I, I think that's a big possibility. I, I do. I think Holloway's a top six guy, and if you're going to put a someone as your third line center, I think they'd prefer to have someone who is a regular center at the National Hockey League level. Uh, they'd also uh, Kane could be back up on the second well, line. Point, yeah. So then Holloway and B- McLeod will both be on the third line. But I, I do not see any scenario where Ryan Nugent Hopkins moves down and becomes a third line center. He's just too valuable as the top six player. Yeah. Well, and he's he he's the pl- I mean, if you probably <laughs> said said to McDavid and Drysaddle, okay, you each have to put a slip of paper in a hat for who do you want on your wing they probably both put in Nuge well he would be after Hyman <laughs> well that's a good point Hyman's would <laughs> but, be up there now but too Ryan but they both like playing yeah. with Nuge oh, everyone Hopkins likes too. playing with Nuge because he's a guy that does all the little things he's very good defensively he's a wonderful uh, puck mover he can score uh, from anywhere on the ice he's got a great work ethic 
Uh, he's unselfish. He thinks the game's well. He's, that's why you have him in your top six, because he's a top six player. So uh, they, I do believe they're going to try and add into their bottom six. But Ryan Nugent Hopkins will not be one of the players they're adding into that group. 3-1, the Oilers beat the Senators, who now drop to 14 and 21 on the season. Uh, they're 4-11 and on the road. They're 4-11 and in their last 15 games as well. We talked about them before the game, Rob. I mean, they, they again, they, they have good players. Yep, 100%. Uh, they have promising players. Uh, but right now they're just not. And on that before the game, we said, well, they're not getting good goaltending. They they did great tonight. Yes. But they they got great goaltending tonight. Uh, they just they they're not good they defensively though. They're not good defensively. They gave up way too many chances against. Way too many grade A chances. Uh, they're not a very physical team. They're built, especially on the back end. They got some great skill on the back end. Uh, but uh, they spent way too much time in their own zone. So. Uh, this is, uh, in all honesty, if you look at the biggest disappointment in the National Hockey League this year, I believe the Ottawa Senators would be that team. And what are they, 30th overall in the National Hockey League? And they had hopes of being a playoff team. So to me, this is the big, well, biggest disappointment, which has cost a GM a job and a coach well, a job. Well, other things cost the GM the job. Well, but, true, but, but yeah. you having an underachieving hockey club right. would that be one of them. doesn't help, yeah. The Oilers win 3-1 over Ottawa. Whenever they score five or more in a game, which they've been doing uh, more frequently late, uh, lately, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. That allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall. An afternoon celebration for the senses. Visit jvedmonton.ca. Also, around the NHL tonight, Vegas gets a win, 5-2 over the Islanders. Predators beat the Stars, 4-3. Maple Leafs take down the Sharks, 4-1. It's the Canadians behind uh, an outstanding goaltender performance by Sam Montembeau. Beat the Rangers, 4-3 in a shootout. Rob, we saw the end of that game. Uh, before the shootout, the Canadians were congratulating Montembeau like they, they, <laughs> they'd won the game because uh, he'd got the them Rangers a point, had a yes. few chances and then he got them to Canucks outscore the Devils six or what were the Canucks up in that game again? It was like, five two in the five third two. period and then Jersey mounted a comeback. Uh, the Canucks got a good hockey club and they uh, continue to roll. Wild over the Blue Jackets four three. Sabers beat the Penguins three one. St. Louis edging the Hurricanes 2-1 in a shootout. Bruins pound the Lightning 7-3. Panthers have won seven straight. Reinhardt had a hat trick, 8-4 against the Avalanche. And uh, did I mention the Calgary score? They lost 3-2 to the Flyers this afternoon. The scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. Former Oilers goaltender Matt Berlin with 27 saves as the Golden Bears beat Trinity Western 5-1. You can always call him former Oilers goaltender. That's true, too. There's a few of them out there around the kicking around, former other goaltenders. Zach Hyman with a hat trick. He's got three this year. Here he is. Took, uh, took a little bit for them to start going in, but did you, did you like your guys' tenacity tonight? Yeah, I think uh, we're finding ways to win different types of games, right? I think this one... Um, was a big special teams game. I think they got a four-minute power play early there. Uh, we always scored, obviously scored two uh, power play goals, and then I thought Stu was phenomenal, just keeping everything steady and and in front of them and uh, giving us a chance to win. That penalty killing unit. I mean, three sets of forwards, and they just kind of roll through. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the D, yeah. but they just seem to be really taking on this role and mm-hmm. taking ownership of it. 
yeah, I think that uh, you can see the chemistry between the pairs, right? I think that each of them do something differently that, you know, helps them together, right? One guy standing, one guy's angling um, up front, and then on the, on the back end, I think our guys are blocking shots. You saw Cease take one off the head, one off the foot. Um, Doc, Ike, Vinny, Cooley, like Bushi, they're all playing great back there and keeping everything in front. And I think that uh, and it probably one of the, is one of the big reasons why we've gone on a little bit of a run here. What is it about hockey players that take a puck in the face and shake it off and huh? come right back? What's the, where's the pride to come back come from? Oh, I think everybody wants to be out there, right? Like, it's we're all really competitive. You've got to this level because you're competitive and you want to help the team win. And if you can, you will, right? I think that's the kind of inner nature. And yeah, for Cease, like, it's obviously scary going off the face. And then I don't know exactly where it hit him, but I'm sure he was, you know, feeling, make sure there's no blood or nothing was broken. And then, and then uh, it was good. And he was back in the game. It's as simple as that, you know. It's. Uh, yeah, he's a, tough, he's, a, he's a tough guy. You are piling in the goals this year, Zach. You're trying to pass for like 58 or something right now. Uh, I know you guys don't love talking yeah. about yourselves, but this is this is something that I'm going to hold for Yeah. Uh, kind of doing the same thing, obviously. Going on in a little bit more this year. And uh, I think how is just chances. If you continue to get the chances, then they're going to go in and... and I've said it numerous times, I don't know how many times I can say it, but with some pretty good players who make plays every single game and uh, very fortunate to, to be playing with them and, and putting it in right now. So, Zach, you've got that play down at we just leaning against the goalpost, yep. those power plays. You fight your way there, and they're always looking for you, right? Leaning against the goalpost. Yeah, um, Connor made a great play there, right? But. Uh, just trying to find an angle to see if you know if he's going to shoot it. Maybe I can be a oh, like basketball backboard and, and give him an extra two feet, or he makes a heck of a play like that. I can kind of tip in whether it's my body or goes right in uh, or lays there for somebody coming down. I just think it's a it's a good play instead of just I guess traditionally, you know, when I first got in the league, I would just stand in front of the goalie, kind of mm-hmm. be creative and find ways. Did you invent that, or did someone teach that to you? Uh, I think just. Playing with guys that I play with, like like Connor and Leon and Nuge and Boosh, like on the power play, they're able to make plays that I guess traditionally you don't think are really possible. So instead of just standing there, um, yeah, I don't, I, I didn't, I would just try to get open. And we talked to Connor about it a lot, and and those guys, and hey, where do you want me? And uh, I mean, that's found success there, but kind of expanding it too. Like I think a lot of teams take it away now. They just have a D standing there, so it's got to be creative all, all the time. Zach, another big night for Stuart Skinner. Some really key saves when it was a tight game. Yeah, uh, phenomenal. Just uh, so solid the whole way through. And like you said, really tight game. Obviously, the penalty kill, he's our best penalty killer out there, right? He's the one who's the last line of defense. And, uh, and you know, he's a big reason the penalty kill is where it's at. So on that front, phenomenal. And then just steady, a bunch of rushes. I thought it was an up-and-down game for a good portion of it where they got some chances off the rush, and he was just steady. So the two-on-one with Connor, he was trying to get you the hat trick? Were you saying after uh, to shoot, know, to he, shoot the puck or what? I don't know if he knew that I had two uh, at that point. Okay. So, uh, um, yeah, he, he tried to make a, a good play, and uh, yeah, it doesn't work out. Your team has had two significant streaks here with Chris. We've talked to him about how he just seems to hate to change a winning lineup. He mm. just keeps rolling the same guys yeah. out, you know, and I guess as players and a team, you maybe appreciate that, that it's like he stays with the winning lineup. 
yeah, I think it's been nice to get consistency. Like I think we, as a line, play together here for quite a quite a bit and, and found some success. And I think the more you play with, with guys, the more you're able to kind of build off of that chemistry. And I think throughout the lineup, we've seen guys have chemistry together now. And if you're winning, uh, you know, no sense in changing it, right? So I think. Um, and I think it's how you win. I think it's the process. I think we've been winning the right way, too. I don't think we're, we're cheating the game in any way. So, um, yeah, I think we're finding chemistry with our deep pairs, with our lines. So it's been, it's been really good, obviously. That is Zach Hyman. Yeah, 25 goals. Hat-trick tonight, three this season. Oilers beat the Senators 3-1. 780-496-0063 if you want to check in. You're also going to hear from Evan Bouchard, who had three assists tonight. Seven in a row for Edmonton. This is Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. Oilers over the Senators 3-1. Zach Hyman with a hat trick. Sam Reinhardt had a hat trick for the Panthers. So the Panthers and the Oilers are both riding seven-game winning streaks. Marc-Andre Fleury got a win tonight. 551 ties Patrick Waugh for the second most in NHL history. Congratulations, Tim. It's funny. I watched some of the highlights of that one. Minnesota was down in that game, and they pulled Fleury. He was on his way to the bench. Minnesota turned the puck over, then shot Columbus shot it down into an empty net, and Flurry raced back, saved it before it went into the empty net. The Wild tie it and win it in overtime. So big night for Flurry. Uh, the Oilers have posted multiple win streaks of seven or more games in the same season for the third time in franchise history. They did it four times in 83-84, and twice in 84-85. I do recall those being Stanley Cup winning they were. years, so maybe that is a good sign as we go forward. Yeah, pretty incredible. Well, that Chris Knobloch's already coached uh, two winning streaks of <laughs> seven games or longer. He, yeah. thought, he thought this league was going to be way harder than it was. <laughs> yeah, 3-1 tonight. Uh, again, scoreless until late in the second period. It was uh, an entertaining game, at times uh, a little bit sloppy. Both goalies were really good. Bouchard a wrister with a minute 52 left in the second period. I finally saw a good replay where they showed Hyman tipping it. He just moved it down into Forsberg's right just enough and uh, and got it in. So that was Hyman from Bouchard and Nuge. Hyman from Bouchard 246 into the third. And again, Rob, the, the those passes Bouchard makes, finding those seams, hitting guys in stride because, I mean, he was he was basically a breakaway. I, I mean, was kind of even with a couple of guys, but they were chasing him after kind of starting flat-footing. So flat-footed, so a good play by uh, Bush, and then the power play goal, Hyman from McDavid and Bouchard, and that's where uh, like Hyman almost just makes himself an extension of the goalpost. <laughs> well, he does. He's making himself big. Well, you'll see a lot of players where they'll the stick will be down and they'll, they'll open up their feet. So now the, instead of the, what would it be, six inches of stick, now they got six inches plus skate plus skate. Uh, he does it even bigger where he's got his entire body and he's saying, all right, this puck can, it can hit my stick, but if it gets deflected and it's in the air, it's now got my shin pads, it's now got my pants, it's got, he's had some going off his chest this year. So he, he's doing what he can to make it as big as possible, a target for Connor and Leon. And the thing is, Connor and Leon normally 
only need a target of about two inches. Right. So when he gives them that kind, I mean, there's no chance that they're going to miss it. Uh, it's, and it's a willingness, a willingness to be in the right spot at all the time. But he also, he's reading the play. So he's putting himself, so he doesn't just go stand by the goalpost. He said, okay, here's the best passing angle for Connor in this position. Okay, this time, okay, I can get actually stand out here. He's reading what's open. He's we reading what's best for the puck to get from Connor to the net. And he's putting himself in that position to be able to accept it. So uh, good players find ways to score goals many different ways. And Zach Hyman is certainly doing that. Oilers have Chicago next on Tuesday. So, uh, again, uh, I mean, Bedard's out, Taylor Hall's out, two, two of the names. That, Seth Jones, uh, their best like, defenseman. They're just completely uh, beaten up. So Edmonton will, will I, I don't like to guarantee victories, but I will say the Oilers will be heavily favored in that game. Uh, but disappointing that, it, now, first of all, the Hawks are also here later in the month. So for Oilers fans, you're denied not just one game to see Bedard, two and one other one back here in Edmonton. Yeah, it is disappointing. Uh, we've seen in the past, in the the years where Crosby and Ovechkin used to come once every two years, all of a sudden they're sick or injured and then you don't see them for four years. Now the NHL got it right where they made it so that the teams, every team goes home and away each season. Uh, but it, I mean, Bedard is, uh, is going to be a star in this league and he's having a very, very good rookie season. I mean, now you think about it, it's kind of a Reminds you of Connor McDavid's rookie year. Uh, the odds-on favorite to win the rookie yeah. of the year. An injury derails the season uh, and doesn't get the rookie of the year, year award because of the injury, depending on how long Bedard yeah, is out. depends how long he's out. But, but if but it's a, a broken jaw and you're out 8 to 12 weeks, that could change uh, the way the season voting goes for rookie of the year. But, yeah, Did very you have any problem with the hit? Like to nope, me, to me, no. it's a. It was a, it was a clean hit. But uh, it was a big man that was hitting a smaller man. Uh, I thought no viciousness in it. I don't think the the player Smith even realized he had hit Bedard that hard. I think Bedard more or less ran into a wall, uh, and I didn't mind the response from the Blackhawks. Unfortunately, uh, Bedard was injured with the hit, and then Smith fought um, Felino. Felino, and Felino breaks his finger in the fight, and he's out on the IR. So it it was a. It has been a season to forget for the Chicago Blackhawks who will have a minimum of eight regulars, nine regulars, because I forgot about Corey Perry, nine regulars out of the line. Half their team will be players that should be playing in the American Hockey League. Yeah, that's a good point. So this is a, a game that the yeah, when you say heavily favored, you have the hottest team in the NHL playing against a team that has a number of minor league call-ups on it. Uh, it it's their goaltender. I don't know who's going to play that night. Will be tested frequently in the hockey game on what day are we today? Uh, that's not till Tuesday. Tuesday yeah, game. Tuesday, well, Tuesday Thursday, Saturday now for the next three, uh, well, almost the entire month. Except they had the skills this past Thursday, so kind of a, a, a weird schedule, but the one that uh, the Oilers can use to their advantage because fatigue or anything like that it's uh, not should, be an should issue. not be not be an issue. I mean, the, these three games are away, and then they got six games all in Alberta because the final six of the month, there's five at home and one in Calgary. So the, the, that trip is, is is not too taxing for sure. Edmonton uh, looking really good. Hyman gets the hat trick tonight. And this guy, Evan Bouchard, has three assists. 
to, to get the win with 40 plus? Uh, yeah, normally when you're getting 40, 40 plus shots on that, it's a good night and things are probably going to end up in your favor. Um, but we just couldn't deteriorate from what we wanted to do, and I don't think we did that. And uh, our reward, like you said. Yeah, is there a difference between this team today that handles the frustration better maybe than it did a month ago? Uh, I think so, yeah. I think when you're struggling, you kind of grip your stick a little tighter. But um, all in all, tonight I thought it was a pretty good effort. And confidence is coming. Zach Hyman, another half is up to 25 goals. Always seems to be improving this game. Yeah, I don't know. You can't really say uh, too many good things about him. Like, he's all over the ice. You know, does it uh, defensively, you know, works down low, puts his body on the line uh, beside the net, and, you know, he's getting rewarded for it, and uh, everybody in there is happy to see it. Were you specifically looking for Zach tonight, or was he just always in? No, he's uh, usually pretty open, that line. Uh, there's always usually somebody open. They do a good job of uh, doing that for us, but, um, you know, Zach's uh, getting the puck in good spots, and he's putting it in the net. Zach's got that play down where he just leans against the goalpost for the tap in. Yeah, I mean, it takes uh, takes guts to be doing that, and uh, like I said, he's getting more all right, the streak is at seven for the Edmonton Oilers. They are 20-15-1 on the season, and they are in the final wild card spot, back in a, uh, well, in a playoff spot for the first time this season. Yeah, that next game against Chicago, presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers, Tuesday, 5 o'clock for the face-off show. The puck will drop at 6.30. Thanks to Brendan Escott for getting us our post-game audio tonight and for updating the story on 630Ched.com and globalnews.ca. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer here at Rogers Place, and to Andrew Cornell, our studio producer, back at 6.30, Chet. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. 3-1 win for the Oilers. A Hyman hat trick is third of the year over the Ottawa Senators.